Hi, I'm Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill have reached a bipartisan agreement on a government funding bill, but some are decrying the last minute sprint to shove the bill through both chambers just before a new Congress is sworn in. We have our Molina Wise Cup with us to break it down. So Molina, here it is more than two months past the October 1st deadline to get this funding bill done. Now we have this process stretching into next week, just before Christmas. What exactly is going on here? So government funding runs out this Friday. So lawmakers are passing another short-term extension um, while the full bill for 2023 is still being worked on. Senate leader Chuck Schumer today expressing optimism that they're making progress. Congress now has a roadmap for funding the government before the conclusion of the 117th Congress. We still have a long way to go, but a framework is a big step in the right direction. But some Republicans see it as quite the opposite. This last minute sprint has led to a number of Republicans to oppose this effort for a number of reasons. One of those reasons being what they call a lack of transparency and no time to debate. Like we're down here basically in a fake debate. That's what we all know. I mean, the truth is it's not like we have a body, the chamber filled here with human beings debating this $1.7 trillion. And these same points were echoed by some Senate Republicans today, uh, specifically a group including Senators Rick Scott, Mike Lee, and others have repeatedly split with Senate leadership on this. They have called on Republican leadership in the Senate to pass a short-term funding bill that would expire early into next year. This way, Republicans would have more control over what goes in this bill. So the real question is here is why would Republican leadership in the Senate not want to go in this direction? Because it would ultimately give them more control over this government funding bill. While some in leadership, specifically Senator Roy Blunt, has said that they don't want to put too much pressure on a newly elected Republican majority, especially with such a slim margin that they'll be working with in the House. And this is even more the case as we see some frictions break out already um, in the Republican Party in the House over whether or not to elect Leader McCarthy to that speakership position. I asked Leader McCarthy about this specifically, and he says that he believes that Republicans in the House are at least united on the most basic fronts. Well, like anything you walk through, it's you're going to have debate. They'd also look at what's in here to actually secure the border and stop the fentanyl coming for killing our children. What's in this legislation that actually lowers the price of gasoline and makes America energy independent? So that was McCarthy today, joined by a number of House Republicans trying to make the case as for why they should delay this and wait for next year to pass it. But uh, since Democrats do control the majority in the House, it's unlikely to be successful there. The only chance Republicans do have at success is for a majority of Senate Republicans to take a hard line on this. But right now, it's not looking like that's the case. So we could very well see Congress pass a trillion and a half dollar government funding bill next week just before Christmas. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Weiskup, NTD News. Melina, thank you. And to find out more about this annual last-minute gigantic spending bill, we're happy to have our next guest representing Pennsylvania's 10th District, Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman Scott Perry, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Congressman, I'd like to get your thoughts on the om omnibus bill that's on the table. Uh, apparently, 
uh, framework has been reached for another record spending bill. How do you feel about it? And uh, it looks, it's looking like the top line number is going to be over $1.5 trillion. Yeah, uh, as the Fed is poised to raise rates and destroy the housing market and our economy further, trying to cool down this uh, hyperinflation that we have uh, most in 40 years, Okay, right here in Washington, D.C., we're going to pour the fuel, the gasoline, right on that fire with another one and a half to $1.9 trillion in new and additional spending right before Christmas. It is an outrage. The American people just sent a new, uh, new Congress, a new Republican Congress to Washington, D.C. It doesn't get started till January 3rd. Meanwhile, Republicans in the Senate are willing to help the Democrats to just enshrine more of these pork projects and uh, and their priorities, essentially for potentially the rest of the fiscal year, and uh, and destroy American citizens' ability to pay their bills and uh, and avail themselves to opportunities in America. It is an outrage, it is unacceptable, and I hope that constituents will light up the phone lines of their United States senators, especially Republicans, and tell them to quit collaborating to bankrupt our nation. Congressman, another issue uh, revolving the, the Congress, um, you've been pressing Leader McCarthy to alter some of the House rules. This can get a bit nuanced for our, you know, your average viewer here, but if you could kind of break it down and tell us what you'd like to see changed and ultimately why. Okay, so first of all is the why. Why would you go through all of this? And, and I would just refer to Einstein who said, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity. And right now, the House of Representatives is poised to do the same thing with the same people under the same conditions, but somehow think we're going to get a different outcome. And today, uh, this week, next week with this Omni is just what we're going to keep seeing. So what we want, among other things, is 72 hours to read the bills. These bills are often rushed right to us. We don't know what's in them, but with threat of a shutdown, with threat of Christmas, with threat of whatever, we've got to pass them. And, uh, and that's, how, how, that's how things go poorly. We'd also like single subject bills. It happens to be Christmas time. That's great for a Christmas tree, but that's not great for legislation. So you have a National Defense Authorization Act that just came through, 4,000 pages. And of course, the Senate and some in the House uh, are willing to put things on it like the National Vo Voting Rights Act or something like that. Look, that's a separate bill. That, that might require separate arguments. That's fine. Different debate. But that's not, not, not national defense. And those things need to be separate. And then germaneness, which is a term that most people don't hear, but we deal with it. Well, actually, we don't deal with it in Congress. So you have a bill on the floor, and it's, it's a must-pass legislation, like an appropriations bill or like the, the, uh, the, the, the national debt, like you know, continuing, continuing to pay our bills and reauthorizing it. Those are seen as must-pass bills. And so since they're going, people find some reason to amend them with all manner of things that have absolutely nothing to do with the issue at hand. The American people are sick of that. They're sick of seeing the debt go through the roof and they see no change in sight. So at a minimum, those are things that we are talking about around here that absolutely have to change. We have to stay, change the status quo if we're going to expect a different outcome moving forward. And so that's why we're having the discussion. It just absolutely have to be, has to be had. Americans are happy that they sent Republicans to control and be in charge of Congress. But if we're going to do the same things, they're going to get the same results. And Americans want somebody to go and fight against this Biden administration and, uh, and the collaborators on the right that continue to impose these things on us. And this is the only way changes are going to happen.
Congressman, there are some members of the Freedom Caucus who have expressed the will to challenge uh, Leader McCarthy for uh, the you know, speakership. Do you think if this all comes to terms um, with some of your proposed provisions, this would satisfy some of his opposition? Well, look, I can't speak for every single member for sure. Each, each member has to represent their own district. But if, we're, but if uh, Leader McCarthy is willing to make these changes, then he can go make the case to those individuals that the status quo is going to change. We either have to change the way we do business here or we have to change the management of the business. We're agnostic about which one of those has to, has to happen, but something has to be different if we're going to expect a different outcome. He's the one running for office. He's the one that wants to be speaker. So he'll have to go make the case. But, um, but we absolutely have to have something change in Washington, D.C. if we're going to see different results. Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry, thank you so much. Well, thank you very much. And while Mayorkas was in El Paso, Texas, yesterday meeting with Border Patrol agents, as mentioned, 20 House Republicans were calling to impeach the Homeland Security Chief on Capitol Hill. We caught up with one of those members of Congress to find out why. So what we're trying to do is raise the public awareness of the problems that Secretary Mayorkas has created, just so that they uh, are aware that this uh, invasion that's taking place on the southern border is not by accident. It's literally been by plan, uh, as I stated there in my, in my comments. It's a willful violation of the law by Secretary Mayorkas with malice committed against the citizens of the United States to, to promote this invasion of our, our country. Uh, we heard a lot of conversation about the terrorists, the known terrorists that have entered our country. There are the folks that have had encounters with law enforcement. What should concern everyone even more are the one million plus illegal aliens that have entered our country uh, without any encounter from uh, law enforcement that we do not know who they are, where they are. We just know by different video surveillance and things that they're roaming around the country. Congressman, where do you see Title 42 standing right now? So Title 42 is actually a a, a health part of the statute, and that was to protect our country from having folks move, come here that were uh, arriving from countries that had um, uh, communicable diseases ravaging their own countries. And while it was a small part of trying to maintain some kind of order on the southern border, that is just one small component um, in, this, in the health statute. One of the most important things that we could do would be to re-implement uh, the Remain in Mexico policy which is a piece of legislation that I have introduced, which would take everyone who is claiming to ha need asylum status here in the United States to remain in Mexico uh, until that could actually be arranged for a hearing uh, and to, to determine whether they were eligible to come into our country under an asylum status or not. Just by taking that one simple step, we would, uh, that we it demonstrated the last time it was implemented that 75% of the people that were claiming asylum status actually went back to their country of origin and none of them were released into our country uh, to never appear again for a hearing. Are you hopeful that with the Republicans taking the majority in Congress that you will start to see some support from your fellow Democrats as well in terms of securing the border, especially with some of the powers that you guys might be able to leverage? I think that it's not so much that we're taking the uh, majority back in the House. It's going to persuade the Democrats to start um, supporting this effort. 
I think that there are so many people. We have hit yet record numbers again with uh, 250, 300,000 illegal aliens a month entering into our country. We've seen 16,000 over the last 48 hours uh, come into our country that they just can no longer deny the invasion is taking place and their constituents are starting to demand that they take action. Congressman Rosendale, thank you. Thank you so much. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.